I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi, folks. Have a good day today. Let me the first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we begin, I must note that I am not a doctor or psychiatrist. If you're starting to die, you diagnosed with autism, please see a physician, at least based on my experiences. As for on the right to the intro and outro, they are found on danielbooking.com and mediafiresound.com. I also have a mission today to review with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the stigma off of autism and other conditions that may think are disabilities. People on the spectrum are not broken and do not need to be fixed. Those who have conditions or abilities want to be pitied. There's nothing to be sorry about. And I do have some paid for the following. I would like to express my gratitude to Dean Kelly and Night Owl for their thoughtful contribution of the shirts for our gala and their exceptional printing skills. One of the main reasons I want to highlight them is for this. In Ellisville and Spencer, Indiana, Night Owl Promotions has been in business for 20 years. This family-run business employs the most talented and committed people. You should turn to Night Owl Promotions for all of your printing requirements, and they may assist, and as of right now, since they purchased the Platinum Package, they are our greatest gala sponsor. Next on the list is Cornerstone Autism Center. Located throughout Indiana, Cornerstone teaches your kid the life skills, social skills, and communication abilities they need to become more independent every day. Children with autism desire to communicate, interact with others, and explore their surroundings and have fun. Is what they stand for, they said. And we do have one last sponsor for our gala, and that would be the Bedford Federal Bank. They gave us $250 for our gal as a donation. Thank you very much. Now, there are some people I'd like to thank. First, I need to recognize Leah Walden, Leslie Lynch, and Lori Beth Fedrick. And C-232 defeats stigmas with Leah Walden, Leslie Lynch, and Lori Beth Fedrick for more information. But they are awesome guests, and they will give you some insightful information. After a second meeting, I am now an acknowledged ambassador and one of the Doug Flutie Foundation stars. This nonprofit is amazing, and we agree with many of its objectives. However, there is more because I am also featured on their Stars on the Spectrum magazine. It is unbelievable, and I am so happy to represent them. Three Fridays ago, I followed a tradition and visited Party Marty's 99.9 radio station for the breakfast bribe. I discussed our second ARAR gala, and the morning diamond was amazing. Again, many thanks, Party Marty. You are always appreciated. And the fact that I attended the Square Circle Expo 3 was not customary. I had a blast. In addition to seeing my buddies, RVD and C-159 flying high with Rob Van Dam and Kay Forbes for more information. And Mick Foley, and for those listeners, C-145 gained hardcore with Mick Foley for more information. I also met some new acquaintances and potential show guests. I was in my element and on cloud nine. Extra thanks goes to Ed Gonzalez for helping me out. Two donations were made to ARR. One came from Ali Dyer, current Double Goods employee and former employee of Autism Speaks. Popcorn from Double Goods was kindly donated for our silent auction. Additionally, Alice Mitchell and C222 accept them for who they are by Grandma Alice for more information. Present us with two exquisite quilts that were given to the gala. To place a bid on these fantastic products, be sure to purchase your tickets. Three weeks ago, I had two virtual speaking engagements at the Chippewa Valley Technical College's Autism Program in Euclid, Wisconsin. I first spoke with Rachel Stipp and her students. I then addressed the Clint, Iowa Kiwanis Club the next day. Extra gratitude to Lori Susie for organizing it. And I had done two speed networking events. I returned to my clubhouse event first. People unwind and relax in a setting of a Monday night networking event. After that gathering, I attended a brand new one dubbed the Founderist April Virtual Networking Event. As usual, I had a great time, met some interesting people. Finally, I was on any podcast, but my mother had seen one on five. Meet my mother for more information. Was on the Midlife with Courage podcast with Kim Benoy. What a great podcast, everyone. Now, folks, we'll be right back right here and after the barn on Maryland Ridge. So let's get to it. There is a hidden gym in eastern Greene County, folks. Fowler's Pumpkin Patch and the barn on Maryland Ridge Wedding Barn. Autism Rocks and Rolls is very proud to tell you about our friends, Perry and Renee Fowler, and their place of 
business. Both Fowler Pumpkin Patch and the barn on Maryland Ridge is a relaxing drive approximately 15 minutes from the heart of Bloomington, Indiana, and an hour south of Indianapolis. You can find them at 5347 South Green County Line Road, Bloomington, Indiana, 47403. The property has numerous picture locations, including several rolling fields, antique tractors, red and rustic barns, trees, and much more. Customized wedding packages are offered on their website. The surrounding area also provides several hotels in which to have your guests stay for your destination wedding. Also, Fowler's Pumpkin Patch is a family-owned and operated seasonal pumpkin patch. It's the perfect place to take your family for some fall fun. Enjoy picking out pumpkins, hay rides, a corn maze, and a petting zoo. Call the Fowlers today at 812-327-4895 or 812-325-6022. All right, folks, we're back. And yes, if you check them out, you'll definitely hear the words I do at this wedding barn. Now, today's talking about something very important in the autism world, and that is planning. And planning is very important because of one word, and that is dun, 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 strategy. And here's why. For those on the spectrum, they look at the factors. But for those who aren't, they don't look at the factors. They don't look at the fact that it's, there's ice on the ground or someone's catching a cold or it's a Mexican restaurant. Mm, we do. We look at every detail because we want the plan to go perfect. We want to see you. We are f- too afraid of not seeing you. The sad part is we don't know. We don't know if the plan will work out. And it's almost turned to a rated R movie because of the movie title being, Will the Plan Work? And that's a pretty darn scary movie right there. Will the plan work in our brains because we want to know. We feel like we have to know if the plan will work or otherwise it's just going to be hanging on the edge of the cliff and we don't want to hang on the edge of a cliff. We want to either stay on the ledge or just jump off and get it done with. Now the definition of plan is making arrangements for something. That's what truly is an arrangement because in my opinion an arrangement is an agreement where person A decides to do something, person B agrees, they set it up and they do it. This can be an issue with those from the autism spectrum because we are excited yet scared that it won't concur and the fear can take the joy away. As I said earlier, it's a scary movie but I think it can be scarier than in a scary movie because the fear of not knowing is something that makes me really frightened and terrified of this world. I think sometimes this world wasn't built for me as my mom stated a while back ago and that's probably one of the many reasons why this world was not built for me. I need to know what to see, hear, taste, smell. I just need to know with my senses and I need to know with seeing if I'm going to see this person right in front of me. And it's also scary because I just want to be your buddy and I just want to interact with everyone I possibly can on my good days. And when I'm having a good day and we make a plan, I want to be with someone. I don't want to be by myself. I don't want to be cooped up in the chicken coop. I want to fly over the cage and go sit down in the chair where I can talk to my best friend or talk to anyone that's not my family. No offense to the family. I love you. But I need a social life, and and the way to socialize with people is to make plans and have fun with each other. And if I'm missing that, then my social life is just washing away. I don't want my social life to wash away. I want the drain to stay clogged so I can have tons of water and where the water is filled with a social bubble bath. But it could be the other way around, though, too, where the joy takes over the excitement, but the results conclude the way we wish not. Murray could come on the Murray Show and state, you are not the father, which loosely translates in my book, your plan has failed. And hearing your plan has failed can be so frightening that this is what I'd rather do with an analogy here. I'd rather go on fear factor than deal with a plan that might fail. While I might be eating a spider, I know that through the producers and the directors, this will happen. I know they saved a spot for me. It's guaranteed. They're planning it out for me, and the plan will work because it's their job. But with someone else, it's not their job. It's just for leisure and extracurricular activity. 
So yeah, even though I might be getting hurt, I'm going to deal with something I know will happen versus something that I don't know will happen that they could back out on. And when it's for leisure, it's even more scary because you have to work around their life. You have to work around the fact they might go to college, the fact they might have a job. And working around that can be really, really stressful sometimes to where we even don't want to do the plan. There's no hope in the end of the tunnel. Plus, the socializing aspect is a challenge if it is a social gathering. A social gathering is a gathering designed to encourage companionship. There's a lot of factors why the social gathering is hard, but I just want to let you know it's not just a fear of exclusion. C-118 pushed to the side for more information. It is a reason, but it's not the only reason. The big reason is this. Everything is happening in one setting. Now, for me on the high functioning, I think it is manageable, but for some on the middle and low functioning, it may not be manageable. But I'm not trying to say since it may not be manageable, you take them out of the social gathering. No, I think they need to do it because it's a challenge for them. And I think this is a reasonable challenge that they can hop over the hurdle with. But in my opinion, I think it's fair that you find a way to reduce the issue where you might have to give them noise cancelization headphones because of the noise happening. Or it might be the fact that you try to get them involved with the activities that happen during the gathering, whether that's for the adults or the kids. I don't care who it is. I just think you need to get them involved with the social gathering, but like in school, get them accommodations that comes with the social gathering. It is even harder to sell on the spectrum is the person in charge. There's a lot more reasons, which I'll get into later, or actually probably next, but there's a big reason I need to talk about. The big reason is they come across as a control freak, but I need people to understand who are not on the spectrum to see that we're not being a control freak. It's just the fact that we need structure and that structure has saved our lives. I know having structure saved my life at a point. I want people on a spectrum, though, to know this. I get that you need the structure. I think it's preferable. You'd rather have a smooth ride on the ship than hit the waves. Totally get it. But know this. It comes with a con, and that con is you might lose some people. There are some people out there who will get the fact that you need structure. There are some who might perceive it the wrong way, and the way they perceive it as you're being pushy, and no one likes to get pushed around. So in their minds, they might just go to someone else who's not going to push them around, and they will give them the privilege of marching to the beat of their own drum versus you, where you just make them stand in attention. Now, like I said earlier, I will get into what we might do incorrectly while playing host to a plan. So some ways you might incorrectly socialize while playing host to a plan is ask if coming 24-7. You've heard of children in the backseat going, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Well, that's us. But instead of are we there yet, we'll be in like, are you coming? 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 And that can eventually get annoying. And that could lead the person to nutso land. We got to be understand too. And I learned this. I wish it wasn't considered this, but it is. That's harassment. If you bother someone by texting, are you coming to this? You're harassing them. You won't leave them alone. You're becoming a stalker unintentionally, obviously, but you're still stalking. But there's a solution you can do for that. And the solution I can give you is I don't see a problem with checking in. Like here and there asking, are you coming? That's not an issue with checking in here and there. But there's a difference between checking in and harassing. Parents, it's important for you to teach the child the difference between just checking in with your buddy to make sure they're coming to the plan versus harassing them by not leaving them alone and making sure they have their own life too because not everything is centered around you. Something else that might happen is the... Personal special can get very bossy. And this is true because you can ask my cousin because when we were younger, I used to boss him with plans every day. We'd be like, we're doing it this way. End of story. Be quiet. I'm older. Ha ha. Well, it drove him nuts and he hated me for it. No, I'm kidding. I probably didn't like it, but he still loves me and we're still buddies to this day. Probably one of my closest friends. But there's a serious side to it. 
And a serious side is we need structure in our lives, but in our brains, it has to be really, really structured. And that could drive everyone nuts, obviously, because we don't want everything in life to be structured. I mean, we need a sense of it, but not everything in life has to be. And in my opinion, at that time frame, everything in life had to be structured and it had to go my way or otherwise the plan would go south. So I do apologize for doing it, but I had, a, in my opinion, a legit reason. But there's a solution. And the solution is, I think, wait for the time to grow up because they will understand as time goes on, not everything can be fully, fully structured or planned out. But the other idea is if they are going to get bossy, with others, try to show them that there's other ways to do. It's not just your way. And C103 might have the highway for more information, but they need to get that's not just your way. There's other ways around the brick that are reasonable and rational. The next idea is they could give up. And I have to sing this real quickly, so I've given up. In all seriousness, that is something that could very happen is they could give up because it's so much for them to handle. Having the big boulder of plans lifted on their head it may be too much weight for them and it could possibly drop on their head because of how much it causes stress on them typically i would say don't give up but i also understand you have your limits and i think this is a reasonable limit to give up because i'm also biased because i have had this happen to me before i've given up on plans and it cost me a whole summer of not wanting to make plans because I was so fearful of the plan failing. So if it's too much, I do understand why you need to give it up. But here's what I'm going to encourage, though. Don't give up for the wrong reasons. Make sure you're giving up for the right reasons. And it's all circumstantial, but there's some reasons why you shouldn't give it up. If it's just a day and the next day you learn that one person isn't going, you give up. Yeah, let's not give up on that. But... If it's so much stress and you are just are too anxious about it after two weeks, yeah, it's time to reconsider if the plan is worth doing. Now, in my personal opinion, it is. But in my mother's opinion, it's not. However, you have to be the one to determine is it worth it or not because it's your plan at the end of the day. The final reason why it could happen if we incorrectly socialize is having anxiety and depression. C109, autistic butterflies, more information. But the anxiety I think everyone has when they make a plan. And all my listeners who are listening, let's be honest, just admit that you do because it is a fearful of the unknown. But I think we have it 10 times worse. Since we have it 10 times worse, we don't know what to do with that anxiety and that fear of the not knowing. And I'm still working on it to this day. But it also causes the depression. And the depression is probably for a personal reason. And that personal reason is I still live in the past. I still live in the world sometimes where I'm afraid I'm still going to get bullied or I'm going to get the excluded or no one wants to come to my parties because of me being different. Well, I'm starting to learn that is not the case anymore. There are people who will come, but I'm still trying to work on not living in that same world I lived in 15 years ago where no one would come because they just thought I was the weird kid eating a worm. However, I now see that I'm actually one of the popular jocks in school, metaphorically. It's a feeling I still am getting used to, and it's so weird in so many unexplainable ways that I just wish I could explain it to you, but I don't know how, my friends. Oh, surprise, but there's actually another reason. So it can be hard because of something I said in a couple episodes ago in C231, may I be excused more information, but one of the table manners reasons applies for this topic, and that reason is it can be too much to focus on. It's so true because I don't think people who come as guests realize how much was put into this event or plan. I have a perfect example of this. One of my sponsors was having an event and he charged a hefty fine amount of money in order to get in. Well, let's just say he got some critical feedback on how much money he was charging. 
And I agree with him on how much he was charging because when we talked to him last, he was setting up for the event and just shuffling candy into eggs. And that takes a long time if you're playing for an event. So he definitely did the right decision. People don't get the details. So when you're a host, all the details can be too much to really look at in one place. And if you look at it in one place, because that's what we tend to do, it can go over abroad where we either need help or we're just done and it's just too much for us to look at and to focus on. But I got answer for that. The answer is look at one step at a time. So first, maybe you look at your guests. Then the next step, you look at your venue and you just keep checking them off before moving on. Something else that needs to be mentioned is some with autism are perfectionists and when one detail goes wrong, the earth has exploded. And there are some out there who will look at every detail of the plan because that's going there my perfect. And I'm not just talking about the plan itself. I'm talking about how they envisioned the plan, the way they thought that you would stand, the way you thought they would sit, the way you thought you would even eat a chip. And in their minds, when you fail them, it's the end of the world and they don't feel fine because they just feel like they got betrayed they thought that their mind tricked them and nothing else is going to go right and they have a panic attack but i need to tell something to the fellow aspies calm down really man you're gonna make this worse it's okay if something goes wrong if it's one little detail you still get to have your friends right Think about this. You're not giving any freedom. It's in our First Amendment, the freedom of speech, the freedom of this, and we have that. It's in our Constitution. Let's follow the, our Constitution and give them freedom because I'll also say this. If you don't give them freedom, they're not having fun, and if you don't do that, it'll be no freedom equals no fun, and we don't want to have a plan not be fun if we're seeing our buddies. We want to enjoy ourselves, and the only way you ask me is to enjoy yourselves and for the other person to enjoy themselves is to really let the little details slide down the slide. It's not a big deal to hit the sandbox. Parents, it's important to help your child to do something, and that's something I'm speaking about is dun-dun-dun prioritize. The prioritize is depending on their respective importance, assign what order to address a group of objects or tasks. However, I want parents to see that we see every task as important as the next one. And this is very crucial and I'm very excited to actually talk to you about this because this has happened to me before. So prioritizing means practically picking which tasks are important first and doing them. Well, here's the problem. All the tasks are important in my opinion. So how can I pick if all these tasks are extremely important to me? And I had to learn this in grade school, so I couldn't figure out how to do the task and figure out, okay, how do I do it this day or this day? Oh my God, here we go, here we go. And it was just so stressful and I got overwhelmed. Not, I didn't say felt really bad, but I just felt really grouchy. It was just in a bad mood and just moody towards people. So the way I had to solve the issue was I did one out of two things. One, I would do the homework assignment the day it was assigned, or two, I would do it the day before the due date. And it worked until I got to college. So when I got to college, it didn't work out because most of the assignments were either all in one day. So I had to do it either on April 20th or the day it was assigned before April 20th. That clearly wasn't going to work for me. So the solution I'm having here and what I had to do was divide and conquer. So yes, all the tasks are important, clearly, but pick which ones you're going to do first by divine conquering and doing it different days. So you could still have your order of important tasks, but you just might be doing them different days. And I think that is fair. Now, what I need to mention is there are some of those on the autism spectrum who need an itinerary, but there are some who are like me that need structure, but can break it to an extension. And there are some who are laid back and just completely go with the flow. And the way I will explain this, that is something that needs to be planned out by some on the spectrum, and that is traveling or going somewhere else. And I have done all three. I have done one time with itinerary, that's why I went to San Antonio, Texas, where I was pretty much a hard rock. Where I was like, all right, three o'clock, we're doing this. At six o'clock, we're going to do this. Here's what we're going to do at this time. 
end of story. Here we go. And then I also done one with a structured but laid back structure where we did some plants. Like, all right, maybe we'll do this at three. What do you guys think? Maybe we'll go get some Krispy Kreme donuts and then go to the Axe Lounge. I mean, what do you think we should do? You guys like that? All right, great. And if it fails, we'll come back. Then there are some where I have done just completely laid back where I'm like, eh, all right, cool. I'll go wherever you go. So which one will your child do? That depends on your child's personality. There could be some out there right now who is in Texas and is doing what I had to do, which is how to plan out the itinerary for the day. There are some who are just, you go with the flow, but have what they're saying it, but they're just like, eh, I'll do whatever. I'm on the beach and we're on a cruise. That's pretty much enough for me to stay on the sidelines. So we need to understand the thoughts though too, I think. So when we go to the itinerary one in their minds they think that they need this structure it's the only way to me to have a good vacation because i know what is coming at least and at this time i'll feel a lot better because i know it's going to happen i don't have to deal with any changes now if it's structured but laid back structure it's like all right i at least want my say and if things don't go my way oh well but at least i gotta say something and i wasn't ignored the other one which is just completely laid back it's like eh whatever i'll do whatever just here for the ride i'm on this amazing vacation that everyone has paid for me or I don't know how to thank you for. But guess what? The way I'm thanking you is I'll just keep my mouth shut and do whatever. One tool that might help is a visual schedule where they could see how to do. And this is useful because visual schedules get to the point. I've always loved visual schedules because in my opinion, they get to the point and it tells you put the food in the oven. All right, that's what I'll do. If they have that, there's no excuse that they cannot do the task because they have the social input and the verbal input but they also have a visual input that could lean them to do the plan like all right here are the steps my friend here's what we're gonna do if that's enough for you i don't know what is but i think there is something more you can do and this is more of where i said i think we're aware but not accepting well i think we're aware because we do have the visual schedules but i think we need to modify them a little bit more i think there's improvement for them because we could be more accepting by doing what i call double visual schedules so the single visual schedules is just putting the food in the oven all right what about a a double visual schedule where it's turned the knob to 350 degrees. You can put that on a picture very easy. And I think if you have a double visual schedule, that might even give them more information. Now, for some, it could be much. They just might need the single visual schedule because they're on the spectrum enough to understand, okay, here they are, and this is what we do. But some might need even more visual schedules to where it is, all right, this is what we do. Here are the steps. You need to know them. I understand that you're at this functioning level, the lower middle end. Here's what we're going to do versus just, all right, put the food in the oven. One might need more specifics than the other. However, since I am excited, I do not only want to tell you, but show you what a visual schedule can do to make a difference when an Aspie is planning their life. To see that, look at the first video below to see the Autism Treatment Network show what visual schedules have done for my fellow Aspies. Now, folks, we wrap back right here from CFC Properties, so let's get to it. Autism Rocks and Rolls is proud to announce our newest sponsor, CFC Properties. Located in downtown Bloomington, Indiana, CFC Properties has an extensive portfolio of commercial, industrial, residential, and hospitality real estate composed of award-winning properties. CFC Properties is committed to preserving the past and creating a better future by engaging and enriching the community through growth, philanthropy, equality, and education. The company strives to be a positive role model to its employees and the customers they serve. A big thank you to CFC 
for their continued support of Autism Rocks and Rolls. All right, folks, we're back, and you won't be hearing UFC, but CFC instead. I also need to tell the parents that size does matter with the plan because where there's a small increment of people or a large amount of people invited, each comes with a price and benefit. So the prices of the big plan table, which is two or more, or the cons, easily translated, is sensory issues. C-123, sensitive feelings. But if you had two or more people at a plan, there's going to be more noise. There's going to be more straw slurping, like... Or table banging, like... At a party or even anywhere, but just because of natural causes. And if you can't handle it, I would not go with big plans. But if you can, great. Do all the big plans you want to do. Next, we have more pressure. And I think this is true because when we go to a place where there's more people, there's more pressure because you don't want to be the guy looking weird. You don't want to have your autistic moment, and then that kind of reflects on your character. And we don't want to leave that lasting impression on the host or another guest who may not be our buddy or an acquaintance or who's just a person to us so it's definitely a little bit more pressure and the balloon might pop if we can't handle it next is less inclusive as c118 push you the side more formation but in my opinion when i go to a party or a big plan it's less inclusive for me because the friends are sometimes friends with my friends and they'll talk to someone else they'll completely ignore me because they've known each other longer I guess you have to get to know them more, but I know eventually they will come. But if you're not patient enough, this may not be the plan for you. And you also got to know there's a lack of reliability. Not everyone will come to your plan as much as you want them to. Not everyone will. There's some people out there that are just not reliable. They're good people, but they're not re- reliable. And you have to remember, things happen in life. So something might happen, and that's too big of a worry for you. Maybe not a big plan. And the final prize is one and done. This is a wrestling reference to the Usos because their finisher is called the 1D. And I'm trying to say here is you can't rewrite the plan and move the day. You are stuck with that day, period. And if it fails, it fails. However, there are some benefits to big plans. One benefit is there's a chance of someone showing. If you do more than one, then you have a higher chance of someone showing. It may not be everybody still. But someone will show. And it may be less numbers like one or two. But the number will not be zero for the day. And it's also of a more fun environment. I think in life we have to have fun. And with more people around there's a higher chance. And it won't be the odd duck. So I think if you have multiple people. You will create lasting and cherished memories. That you can keep with you for the rest of your life. Even if you fade out. Or remain as friends. And the next one is different personalities. I always said variety is the spice of life. And in my opinion that's goes with planning too and with multiple people because you can interact with someone who's very conservative and then you can interact with your best friend who you could be all goofy around you know it's hard for you to change personalities you could still be yourself it just might be a different version of you and we also have the opportunity to feel safe and it's just for me i feel like when i'm around multiple people if i have my bodyguards and reinforcements that can vouch for me if i need them at that time frame i feel like there's a higher chance where if an emergency happens where i have to go to the hospital or if I had to call the party off for the day, they'll help me out. I'm not leaving the party. They'll actually come and help me. And then we also have appreciation. I think when I do a big plan, there's a sense of appreciation that, man, these people came for me. Wow, that's pretty amazing that has happened for me. And even though I still live in the past here and there, they're trying to get me out of the past where I was excluded. They're the solution to the problem, me feeling weird in so many unexplainable ways, as I mentioned earlier. Now to the small plan tables. So the price with small tables is you miss others. And what I mean by miss others is you just miss your other buddies. You just think, man, if only my other buddies were here, we'd have a blast. We can make more memories. And then there's also can be quiet. It can be kind of silent and weird if you don't know the person well or just mean them and it can be 
hey, uh, Sam, nice meeting you. Uh, this is kind of awkward because I'm not trying to say silence is golden or not good all the time, but silence can be kind of bad because we want to interact with our buddies and interact with all of them, but we can't do that when a small plan. And when it's just one person, at points can be very quiet and odd because when I'm at a restaurant with a buddy a while back ago, there are points of it where it was odd. I was like, uh, okay, what do I do now? And I don't want to feel that because it feels just weird and uncomfortable. And then there's no new friends. I think when we go to parties, they might bring someone and you can interact with them too and meet some new people. But with a small plan, you know the person. You're not meeting them. It's a no new friend situation and it's nothing new. Then there's less opportunities. I think in small plans, there's less opportunities to do something fun or do a group activity where in two, you really can't because there's only two of you. And then relying on one person. That's, believe it or not, a price because you're just relying on that one person it's like oh my god are they gonna go are they gonna go man i wish i had someone else because i could feel like i know someone will go and it highly likely won't be a fluke versus this which is highly likely gonna be a fluke but there are some benefits to small planning one benefit is less organizing if you're just doing one person then it's easy all you have to do is just call the person or text or email or whatever your form of social contact is like hey man i'm doing it this day on saturday at 7 what do you want to go let me check yeah great all right have a good one. Versus 20, like, hey, man, this time I'm doing this. Would you be interested in attending? Are you going to be busy? Yada, yada, yada. I mean, that's pretty much harder to deal with versus one person. If I'm having to pick, I'm going with one over 100 in the one versus 100 game. And there's more inclusivity for me. I think when it's just one person, I'm the only person to talk to. And they're not going to talk to a stranger. So who are they going to talk to? Me. Because I'm the only person that they know. And that's a good feeling that you have their undivided attention. And I'm not trying to say it in a mean way. I'm saying it in a good way where you can actually get to talk to the person. And I don't have to worry about, all right, you're going to talk to this person. You're going to talk to this person. Ignore me. I'm like, play the big kid in the dodgeball game. I'm here, guys. I don't need that because I'm the only big kid in this case. And then we also are likely to work with barrier F1. When it's multiple people, you can't work with everyone's barrier. But when it's one, it is a barrier that you can probably be around and work with. And be like, all right, maybe we can change the time or whatever versus... All right, I can't change the time or can't do this. Then we also have more freedom. And what I'm trying to say here is when you're doing big person, you can't leave anywhere. You have to follow everyone and see what they like versus one person which is just like, hey, man, you want to do this too? Maybe after we eat? Yeah, sure. So my folks know. All right, great. See you in a minute. I think that's a benefit right there to have the freedom and practically just work around one person and do what they wish and you wish versus trying to plan around everyone when you can just focus on the same interests that you two have. And then there's more reliable. It's more reliable to deal with one person and it's likelier to happen because you can work around the plan or you can work around them and you can work around yourself and just make it work easier versus the big plan because you can't work around everyone but with this person you can work around them like all right you know what maybe i'll just come to you instead of you coming to me versus the party where i can't just go to everyone in life there's something that others like to do that most athletes do not like to do and that is dun 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 rescheduling so rescheduling is basically changing the plan and everything about it. Hate rescheduling. I cannot go around two. Now, when I say round two, that loosely translates. I cannot do the planning and I can't start over and rethink the plan and even do it again where we have to change the day. It's just too much. I'm kind of starting to sweat about it, even thinking about it, believe it or not. But anyway, the truth is rescheduling stinks. It's possible for some to do it, but not for the spectrum because we already had that fear previously of you not going. It was already set in stone. We can help it, but it was already there. There. But now 
it didn't work and we have to do it again? No, uh-uh, not happening. That is too much on a person. So what we decided to do and the way to solve this, in my opinion, is entirely change the plan. So maybe you were going to do the zoo, but you change it to zip lining. That's a new plan right there. And you know it's with the same person, it's something wholly new. I just can't go the round two with the zoo again. I'll even have more fear of the zoo failing us because I want to worry about seeing elephants and you, and you don't have to trade it in for something else. It's a lot more better than worrying about not having to see the elephants without a friend again. I want to let everyone know that the way I consider the bad feeling of a plan is to when an airplane gets delayed. So here's the analogy. And C120, bring your wings for more information, but this is what happens. So you go to the airport, get your luggage, your carry-ons, you hop in the plane. All right, you're ready to go. Next thing you know, over the loudspeakers, attention people, our communication system is screwed up. I apologize for the delay. It's frustrating, but it's not their fault. It's the same way with the plants. It's frustrating, but not their fault. And we can't do anything about it. We get that life happens. We wish sometimes life didn't happen and we need a social life. You're going to try to keep taking our social life away from us? No, that is not how it's going to work. The solution for that is, in my opinion, go still do it. You may have to do it alone and leave your friend behind, but you got to worry about yourself right here and have your plan so that you can get a break from the stresses that your life can cause. On the other side, when the plan goes well, it is the same to me as a family Christmas party. So let's envision this. You have your family and you're going to have a Christmas party and it goes well. You brought the food. You're holding hands with the Grinch and you're singing. You're getting the gifts and you don't have a care in the world. That's the clue right there. Not having a care in the world. It's the same with friends. We want to be with you and be with the family and having joy around us, but not having the care in the world where we don't have to deal with the life stresses like taxes or our job. If we have the same feeling as we do at the family Christmas party with our plans and friends, that's even better because we can worry about having fun and knowing that we have what Woody has in Buzz, which is a friend. And in me. Now, folks, we wrap back. We're going to hear from someone who that be the Doug Flutie Autism Foundation. So let's hear about him. At the Doug Flutie Autism Foundation in Massachusetts, people are receiving hope. The organization was established in 1998 by Doug Flutie, former quarterback for Boston College and the NFL, and his wife, Lori, in the memory of their son, Dougie, who was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. The goal of the Flutie Foundation is to improve the quality of life for those with autism and their families. The biggest action they like to do is give grants and host their annual Stars on the Spectrum golf event. Our goal is to offer chances for physical and social activity outside of work or school, a path for education or employment during the day, and the resources needed to always feel safe, supported, and informed, the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation says. Make sure to visit them on their website, www.flutiefoundation.org. That's www.flutiefoundation.org. Or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even YouTube to see all the stars they have to offer. And you never know, you might be able to meet one of their stars if you are so kind and they allow you to do so. Finally, if this was a testimony, this would be my testimony for the Doug Jr. Autism Foundation. All right, folks, we're back. And if you check them out, you might meet Doug Flutie. You never know. What issue that intertwines with planning is anticipatory anxiety. And C1110, what are the odds more information? When I stay in that podcast episode, I just want to know how it will work. Well, some do not even understand how to give it a chance to work. There are some people out there who were like me once upon a time, who was forceful with plans, who was like, all right, here's what we're doing. Are you coming or not? End of story. Zip your lip. Well, I've learned that's not how we handle it. I've learned that we have to give them time and patience and have them check their schedule. And some are pretty good about that. I had someone the other day get back to me and saying they can't make it to the gala. Well, here's the deal. I know it sucks that they can't, but I appreciate them getting back with me before the gala. 
I would appreciate it sooner, but better late than never, as they say. However, that's the point, though, is we got to give it time. I had to give her a chance to check her schedule. And if I kept saying, are you coming, are you coming, are you coming? That would have been harassment. Give it a chance to work. And there's a way to solve this issue when you have anxiety about the plan happening, actually. The idea I want to give is this. Do your special interest more often. So my special interest is music and see all the music episodes for more information and pro wrestling and see 154 to 158, the WWE specials for more information on those. But that's my happy place. I go to my happy place when I am stressed. So I'm going to use those two places to relieve some of the anxiety I'm having because of this person or this plan may failing. And it may not help after you're done, but you can still do it, period. And you have to function still. But I say on your spare time, use it. It's not going to kill you to do it extra. Parents, I do need to tell you that some may not be able to make plans, but that is fine because either someone can make it for them like yourself, or they might get to go to a plan. I know I say if opportunities do not usually come to those on the spectrum, but there have been points when opportunities do come knocking on heaven's door. And yes, I just sing it Rick quickly. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. All right, but anyway, in all seriousness, I've stated before, if you don't want to wait, take them, but sometimes you can't take them. I think you need to wait first. I did wait for a while and it didn't come here and there, but it did come after a while and I did get opportunities to go hang out with people that I didn't know or I did know. Case in point, a while back ago, I had to go to a graduation party, but I wanted to go really because it was an opportunity and she gave it to me. So I guess wait for graduation parties, Aspies. <laughs> but in all seriousness, there will be a time to come where you will get that call or that text or says, hey, you're more than happy to come, my friends. Just give it some time. It may not be tomorrow, but it might be the next Friday. And if it isn't, then parents, I think you come in and you A, make opportunities for them, or B, you be the friend and take them on outings, which means you take them to the zoo, you take them to an adventure. What I mean by adventure is you go out to places that are further and you take day trips. And I know I'm going to college, so mom, I'll miss my day trips pretty much. But anyway, in all seriousness, take them out of that house. They want to socialize. It may not be with people, maybe with their parents, but guess what? That's still an opportunity that's knocking on heaven's door. Now, folks, we'll be right back. We're going to hear from Unlocking the Spectrum, so let's get to it. At Unlocking the Spectrum, we are committed to making the highest quality ABA therapy accessible to all children with autism. We pride ourselves in offering fun, compassionate, and data-driven programs for individuals with autism and unparalleled support for their families. Our personalized approach means that every unique child is given just what they need to reach their maximum potential. We are so happy to support Sam in his mission of taking the stigma off of autism. You can learn more about our services and employment opportunities in both Indiana and Texas at unlockingthespectrum.com or by calling 855-INFO-UTS. That's 855-INFO-UTS. All right, folks, we're back. You're definitely unlocked the key to success if you check out this place. So to end this episode, as far as content-wise, because I do have one more ad and a conclusion statement, but as far as content-wise, to end this, I'm going to help out and tell those on the spectrum how to plan a party and break the habits or tendencies that may cause extra stress. So this will be the rest of the episode's format, and I'll explain with a practice step. So practice step, finding the chair. The tendencies, they break the chair. The solution, quit breaking the chair. All right, hope that makes sense, and let's get it started. Or I should say, let's get it started. And the bass keeps running, 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 and running, running, and running, running. All right, but anyway, in all seriousness, let's go ahead and do this. 
So step one is to find a place. The habits they could do here is, is annoyed by asking the event venue 24-7. The are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Could reflect, can I have this place? Can I have this place? Can I have this place? Not only do the parents, but also do the same to the person who owns the venue. The solution, do it at your house or bring the place to you. Because if you do it at your house, no one's going to deny you. I can tell you that. Your parents shouldn't, at least. Next is the date and time. So the habits here is works around guests, which means they try to make everybody happy. Or they schedule when they are busy and forget about a plan which has happened before but the solution is fend for yourself which translates try to do what's best for you and work at a b track which translates go slow and make sure the plan is smooth sailing and go on your pace where you don't have to ride the waves next is decide on the theme the tendencies they could pick a special interest with no popularity and that's only special to them and popular in their mind the solution do not have a theme make it a regular old party four is plan your guest list the habits here is invite someone who they know but has no connection. They are either just acquaintance or a stranger. The solution is analyze how much that person means to you. Like I know my buddy BJ Yo and C. 142 identical yet opposites by BJ Yo. For more information, is always welcome to my party. But some of the others, eh. Might be a little bit of a different story. And decide on a budget. The habits here is they might go all out because they might forget that money doesn't grow on trees, which believe me, I wish they do, but they may just keep spending and spending and forget that, oh, I have money. The solution, though, is they need to pick the wants and the needs to make sure they get to the needs and get that. And then next is get the word out. The tendency here is obsessed. In C205, practicing for future skills. But them getting the word out is crucial to a party, but they may not ever show up that, which can be good, but also very detrimental. And the solution is to be silent or talk about it to yourself. If you have to be on it 24-7, so be it. But make sure you function. Next step is to prepare and set up food. The habit is they may do it at the last minute. But to solve it, you could do it at a certain minute time frame to set up the food. So maybe you do it five minutes before the party or 25 minutes before the party. Whatever sets your boat. The next is set up a party playlist. The tendencies, they pick songs that they only see as dancing songs. And they themselves, this has happened to me once. Actually, I got to admit it. I was at a conference and I played a John Party song and I thought it was a dancing song. Nope, wasn't a dancing song. I was the only one on the dance floor. The solutions, though, go with songs that are popular or have that dancing beat, which has a beat where people are like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. And I'll just tell you this. If you think you've heard it in a nightclub, it's a dance song. The next step, or step nine, is to decorate. The tendency here is they may either under-decorate or over-decorate. There's no middle ground. But there is a solution right here. Make the room neat. It doesn't have to be pretty, but it has to be neat to where it looks like a good party. The next one is clean the house before and after. The problem is they may not do it at all but there's a solution just do a look over or just tidy up and do a quick clean next is have party games tendencies does not know what the games people will play i get that i play that before and put some childish games probably out there when i shouldn't have when we were too old for it but i'll tell you this go with the board or card game because most people like board or card games right i'm pretty sure they do the next is give rules Okay, the tendencies is turn to a classroom environment. You go to a party and you have to get the rules like no hitting children, no going out the door children. All right, well, I get we need that, but after a while it needs to stop. So in my opinion, do not give us any after seventh grade age. I think we understand the respect level and the ideas. So that's a solution right there. The next is to take pictures. My issue, and this is me and the tendencies right here, is to take bad photos. I'm not a good photo taker, nor sometimes those are the specs where are not either due to their bad depth perception. But there's an easy solution. Ask someone else be the photographer and plus i think you'd rather have them take the photos than you so you can worry about the party itself and finally 
give them a token. The tendency is there may be no token left. You might give one person all the tokens, but there's an easy solution for that, and that is let it go. Let it go. All right, but anyway, in all seriousness, just let it go. It's no big deal. You don't have to give them a token because no token does not equal not coming back. Not token just equals no small prize, and a small prize isn't a big deal. Now, folks, we'll be right back right here. Our last stand, that'll be the Bluebird. So let's get to it. Have you ever wondered what is the most fun thing to do in Bloomington, Indiana? If you do not know, I have the answer for you because it is time to bring your best dance moves to the Bluebird in Bloomington, Indiana. This rock club does not only host live music, but has karaoke nights as well. Please visit the Bluebird at 216 North Walnut Street, Bloomington, Indiana, 4704. If you have any questions, please contact them at 812-336-398. I repeat, that is 812-336-398. Or leave them an email at their email address, dekubayak1 at gmail.com. That is spelled D-K-U-B-I-A-K-1 at gmail.com. This is the place to be if you want to have a great time. I can promise you that. All right, folks, we're back, and you might find some bluebirds at the Bluebird. You never know. To conclude, planning does not come easy. We have to be strategic with our plans, and the strategy that goes into plans can be so much that our brain explodes to where it becomes a pinball brain. C-111 pinball action for more information, but we see that we sometimes cannot walk through the wall. Yes, we might have to hit the wall and reschedule, but that may not have to be the case all the time. Everyone can become a man or a woman with the plan, However, what you do with that plan and how you handle it is all on you. Well, folks, I think I'll be all for today. I hope you learned about planning, and I want you right now to go make a plan. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming very soon. Hope you enjoy listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.